From the MZ Studios Dallas Virtual Studios in Cyberspace, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, hanging out, doing a little work, doing a little little homeschool dad action. Joined today by a man who always likes to tell his story. He is, of course, Sean Williams. John, good day, sir. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. I, uh, uh, I, it's actually me that's always telling you stories, it seems, and so uh, I appreciate your your always open ears. Well, yeah, man. This is uh, we we are getting into a historical part of the year. I mean, it's November, so obviously it's, Scorp- it's Scorpio season. So that's like <laughs> first and foremost. Um, but you know, this is also a month when here in Dallas we commemorate, uh, we memorialize, we think about the assassination of, of JFK, and we're uh, as the recording of this episode, we are coming up on uh, another anniversary of that event. Yeah, fifty-seven years to be exact, Sean, and uh, it, you know it's it's amazing. I feel like we were just uh, you know watching former Mayor Mike Rawlings give the fiftieth anniversary remarks on that cold, cold, frigid day. I'm Very sure cold day. you were. I hope you were bundled that day, Sean. Very cool. I had I had not long before that transitioned into uh, over to DPD. Yeah. So I started kind of in the initial planning stages, but eventually was a frigid. Uh, observer of the event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was, uh, it was quite a day. I was there with, uh, my, my former, my former boss, uh, former state representative, Dan Branch. Uh, about to uh, take a drink here. Hold on. Just a second. Just, yeah, all right. All right. Go ahead. I was there with my former boss, uh, former state representative, Dan Branch. And, uh, you know, it lo- loved being a part of that day. It was, it was a, a great moment for our city. Um, but, you know, Sean, I have always chewed your ear off about, about this certain project related to that day. Uh, this was the, the, uh, you know, the swearing in of President Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, who was sworn in, of course, on the tarmac at Love Field. And uh, Chairman Branch and I worked on this project to try to commemorate it and Kind of wanted to have him on today to you know to visit about that. It's it's been a while, but we you know wanted to wanted to share with our listeners this story. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get that to that conversation with Chairman Branch. Uh, I, I should take a, a second to say I am going to suspend my uh, always take a drink when you mention Chairman Branch. Um, <laughs> I would not be able to make it through the episode. Yeah. So although I did start it here in this first segment, I will suspend that for this episode. Well. Um, Smart. You know, when when I moved to Dallas, well, JFK, the movie came out when I was in college, probably like a junior or something like that. And I remember watching that and basically accepting every scene and every line of that movie as fact. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, so I, I came to Dallas a little bit conspiratorial, I will say. OK, um, but I, I was convinced when I moved here that it would only take me a few trips to Dealey Plaza, uh, just a couple of passes through the grassy knoll, and I was convinced I was going to figure the whole thing out. You had it all figured out, huh, Sean? I, I knew that, that moving to Dallas would allow me to to solve this, this huge conspiracy 
Uh, didn't quite turn out that way, but I have have always been pretty fascinated by it. I mean, the further we get away, it's not quite the same. But I, I will tell you that I do have my most viewed YouTube video is was was taken on November 22nd, 2008, on the 45th anniversary of the um, of the assassination. And I, I traced Lee Harvey Oswald's footsteps through Oak Cliff after the Kennedy assassination. And I tell oh, wow. you, I still get still get comments from that video. Uh, and, and it's been by far my most watched YouTube video. Well, that is that is why you are the legend known as Sean Williams. So, uh, you know, I know I know you're a, you're a big history buff. Thank you for your service with the uh, Dallas Historical Society. Certainly appreciate your uh, your love for history. Uh, I, I, I have always had a passion for history. Uh, you know, you got to tell your story. If you don't, somebody else will. So you need to make sure to preserve that history. Yeah. Uh, but but it is it is has the assassination has gone through uh, periods where people in Dallas obviously did not want to talk about it. There was a point in time where any reference to it, the city kind of tried to sweep under the rug. Uh, but, you know, it, it really is something that fortunately the city did come around to make sure that they gave respect to the, the president who did lose his life here by lifting up his life. And then I think it's a very uh, important uh, it's very important to take as many parts of that day as you can to to celebrate the heroism, heroism that went on, i.e. J.D. Tippett and Oak Cliff, who also lost his life on that day. Uh, and then, as we'll talk about with Chairman Branch, the transition of power to President Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who will flippantly say that Dallas has no history. Well, I, I uh, humbly disagree. This is this is one of the most important uh, important moments in American history. This peaceful transition of power from one president to another during a real tragic time. Also of note, Sarah Hughes, the first woman to administer uh, the oath of office to a president. So. Uh, really, you know, th- this moment is is uh, a very important moment in in American life, and uh, happened right here in our city. So uh, excited to get into this more with Chairman Branch. And so, John, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump into a break and come back with Chairman Dan Branch, former State Representative Dan Branch. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, stick with us. Visit the historic and eclectic Deep Ellum neighborhood on Saturday, November 27th to celebrate Small Business Saturday. Since 1873, Deep Ellum has been associated with an incredible range of unique businesses. Today, the district is home to independent businesses, mom and pop shops, and local startups. These businesses are critical to the one-of-a-kind experience that is visiting Deep Ellum. Whether you are getting an early start on your holiday shopping or are simply looking to explore, the neighborhood has a spot for you. With hundreds of independently owned shops, restaurants, bars, galleries, and more. There's something for everyone in Deep Ellum. Don't forget to shop small in Deep Ellum where you'll find something for everyone on your holiday shopping list the Saturday after Thanksgiving, November 27th. Welcome 
Welcome back to Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. Rarely an episode goes by when I don't say, you know, back when I was working for Chairman Branch or back when I was, you know, roaming the district with with Chairman Branch or traveling around the state. So I know that our listeners are very familiar with my my anecdotes. So excited to have uh, my friend, my mentor, the former state representative and former chair of the House Higher Education Committee. He is Dan Branch joining us today. Mr. Chairman, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ryan and Sean. It's good to be with you. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you're uh, referencing the, uh, hopefully the positive experiences that we had. <laughs> it was all positive, all positive. So, yeah. um, well, Mr. Chairman, I know that uh, not all of our listeners you know, rolled around in my Silverado all around the state with you. So we want to just uh, hear a little bit about you and your, your background and your family. Well, I'm uh, a one of grew up as a one of five. I grew up in San Antonio and made my way to Dallas event for eventually for law school. I, I um, my father was a physician, a neurosurgeon. Mother grew up as a teacher and then a housewife. We had uh, we had, as I said, five children. I was the middle child of uh, four boys, and then a girl was the uh, my my parents finally got the girl at the end. And um, everyone's been, uh, excluding the middle child, everyone's been wildly successful. So I'm uh, happy to re- report that. And then I, Stacy and I have uh, been married for 36 years, over 36 years now. We met at SMU when I was in law school. She was an undergrad. Uh, I have eventually uh, went on to, to uh, work after law school uh with the uh, Chief Justice of the Texas Supreme Court, which was a great year of service as a judicial clerk to Jack Pope, uh, who who passed at a over a hundred, I think he was a uh, nearly a hundred and two a few years ago, and um, so that was my first introduction to state government on the on the j- judicial branch side, seeing the Texas Supreme Court function, and which was a really really interesting opportunity. And then uh, had a foray into practicing law in New York City with a large um, international law firm, Gibson, Dunn and Crutcher, came back to Dallas, eventually started a family here and went to work for Baker Botts, an international law firm uh, here, and uh, then ultimately started my own law firm after a brief run for Congress in 91 for special election for the for the uh, old Jim Collins, Steve Bartlett seat, uh, Con- Congressional District Three, and um, and and had a ten about ten years uh, with Langley and Branch, and worked at that time for then uh, candidate for governor George W. Bush, and um, ultimately served in the executive branch under him as as the chairman of the Public Finance Authority. So I had my sort of introduction to state government on the executive on the governor's side and then uh, ultimately we sold Langley and Branch to the Winstead firm where I now am I've been since 1999 so going on uh, 21 years and during that time frame in, in 2003 ran for the state house in 2002 after after 9/11 
um, and then was was seated in 2003 and and stayed in the house until my retirement in 2015. And and we, Stacy and I ourselves, uh, we we also had five children, three three boys and two girls, and uh, have all sort of grown up now. And uh, we even have three granddaughters. So uh, a little bit about my family still practicing law post-retirement and serving on some nonprofit and for-profit boards uh, and, and enjoying my, um, my post-legislative years. Chairman, you um, referenced being elected in 2002 to the Texas House, and your freshman class was, um, one of the, was the first time that the, the GOP uh, held the Texas House uh, as the majority since re- Reconstruction, so just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Your your um, you're coming into the house and kind of what that time was like for you. Yeah, it was an unusual time after nine eleven, as you recall. I mean, you know, church attendance was way up. People were wearing flags on 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 their lapels on on their cars. Um, right, flags at football. I mean, so there was this huge surge of patriotism and and uh, sort of the, all the things that uh, were, it was a different country for a while, real, real coming together after September 11th, 2001. And, um, and that, that created a moment where uh, there was a new seat that had been created by redistricting and it included all of downtown Dallas and the near North area where I lived. And, um, was was suggested by some of the folks, um, um, leaders and uh, civic leaders and the citizens council uh, that I consider that seat. And I had been helping our law firm open the DC Washington DC office after the 2000 election of of, of uh, then Governor Bush, who became President Bush, the 43rd president, and and had been served in the recount Florida recount effort, um, which is sort of reminiscent of some of the things that we're facing now. And so I, sure. I had been through that experience in 2000 and 2001 and then 9-11 happened. And that there, it was that summer right before uh, 9-11 that I had people reached out from Dallas to consider running for the legislature, which I ultimately uh, decided to do and um, had an open seat in 2002, went in in 2003. And as you said, it was the first Republican majority since the the Reconstruction period right after the Civil War. So it's amazing that that uh, Democrats, the Democratic Party had held power in the state house for 130, I think, 132 years. And, and uh, so it was a it was a uh, unique moment in Texas history for the Republicans to control the state house and have a new Republican speaker. Uh, and, and, and the Senate had already turned Republican a few years earlier. And we obviously controlled the, uh, the, the governorship as well. Yeah, it great times and, uh, you know, big, big, big times for Republicans and, uh, you served admirably, admirably enough to get appointed as chair of the House Higher Education Committee. You passed several uh, significant pieces of legislation, perhaps none more critical than House Bill 51. Uh, can you give us an update on where the Tier 1 University's process is for our state? This, was, this of course, was the, the bill that allowed for, uh, you know, that, that aims to add more Tier 1 uh, colleges to Texas. Yeah, th- th- yeah, thank you, Ryan, for mentioning that. It's it's been um, 
a very successful effort. A lot of folks didn't think we could move this quickly to get th that many new research and emerging research universities um, in place and designated in Texas. So the Carnegie R1 level uh, designation only applied to, I think, three universities when we started our effort. And uh, that was UT Austin, Texas A&M, the College Station, and Rice University. And uh, we now have eight uh, as a result of our hard work and the, and the hard work of, of our emerging research universities. And, and it was House Bill 51 was, was, a, was a landmark in the sense that it was we finally found a way to kind of create some objective standards and have a competition um, it, we couldn't just pick someone because partisanship and regional politics wouldn't allow uh, the state to sort of select the next uh, tier one and then focus a lot of funds because obviously if you picked one one school or one region, the other regions of the state, their representatives didn't think that was such a keen idea. So we, we came up with this plan, this blueprint for uh, objective standards and, and a number of schools have now uh, reached that level, which is which is exciting, and they and they did so much sooner than what all all the higher ed pundits. So now we have, in addition to the three I mentioned, UT Dallas and Texas Tech and the University of Houston, and then also University of North Texas, UT Arlington, um, and 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 Texas State University, uh, UT El Paso, and and, and, and UT San Antonio right right there. So it's been a dramatic improvement in the research that's going on in Texas. And this is really important for economic development purposes. Um, all these uh, grants from private and public institutions, the Department of Defense, the, the National Institutes of Health and National Academy of Science. So these are really uh, large opportunities for applied and basic research where the techers can be on the cutting edge of innovation. And uh, this drives our economy, obviously drives demographics. And so it helps uh, our economy become more diversified and more high tech and more modern and uh, draws uh, migration to our state, which we've seen, we've seen in dramatic fashion. So um, it's, it's been a, Great effort, the uh, the matching program. It's put more private dollars into public higher education than's ever ever uh, occurred in our history, and so it's it's been a a, a a success that's been more dramatic than than even I imagined. We are talking to Dan Branch, who is former state representative and chair, former chair of the High House Higher Ed, Ed Committee. When we come back, we're going to talk about a project he has spearheaded out at Love Field and uh, a little bit more about that. So this is Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back right after this. Does your family love mac and cheese? If your family is anything like mine, when dinner time rolls around, your little critters are banging down the pantry door for a box of that cheesy goodness. Well, we here at Deconstructing Dallas have just the thing for you. That's right, it's Wisconsin's finest organic mac and cheese. 
Wisconsin's finest is made with real Wisconsin cheddar cheese and organic pasta that will satisfy all your cravings. Whether you like white cheddar shells, classic mac and yellow cheddar, or my kids' favorite safari animal-shaped pasta, you can't miss with Wisconsin's Finest. Find your own box of Wisconsin's Finest by visiting walmart.com today and support this outstanding local Metroplex company. So what are you waiting for? Get your box of Wisconsin's Finest organic mac and cheese today and get ready to hear your family say... I love mac and cheese! Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, I know I have talked your ear off about this, so I'm really excited to get to talk to uh, former State Representative Dan Branch uh, about this this project out at Love Field. A decade ago, I was, uh, I think we were right on time. You were probably, you know, nice two hours early to your flight, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you know, not not rushing at all. But we, I was uh, dropping you off at Love Field right about the time that the renovations at the airport had begun, and you had been reading, uh, you'd, you'd been reading about the transition from, uh, you'd been reading about the JFK assassination, and you turned to me and said, "Ryan, we have to find the place on the tarmac where Lyndon Johnson was sworn in as president." Uh, so I said, "Okay," and so I started asking a few folks and. Lo and behold, we got to put together a, a you know, pretty incredible series of meetings that culminated in a working group actually identifying where on the tarmac LBJ was sworn in. Can you tell us about this project and why that was so critical to you to find that location? Well, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a I, I, you bring back some fond memories. I, you know, I, I was reading about. Uh, the assassination. I, th- I think the uh, Manchester's book, "A Death of a President," and uh, and those famous images. We were coming up at some point, I think, on an anniversary, maybe at the 50th anniversary, um, and and then there was this construction going on, which we now have this beautiful, beautiful love field that's been totally redeveloped. But it wasn't so long ago that that you know the process was had begun. And um, so it occurred to me that on that in this redevelopment where they were going to move a lot of walls and building, uh, build some new buildings and wings that we might we should find exactly where that happened. And and I and it was you could go down those the old uh, east wing where, you know, there used to be some American Airlines service, but or, or even Delta, but no longer for the shuttle and. So it was all empty, and so I started looking around, and 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 ultimately, um, you know, raised the issue with you, and we put the a group together from the uh, sixth floor museum, and from the aviation department, and the city, and and even uh, I remember Harlan Crow came to one of our meetings, sure, and, yeah. and the Corrigan, the architects, and the uh, space designers and Southwest Airlines was obviously influencing the, 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 the process and helping with the city and uh, redevelop the airport. So ultimately, we, we got lucky and there had been a um, one of the people that worked in the aviation department on the second floor that had taken a photograph when the, uh, 
the plane was uh, Air Force One was was repositioned to take off um, after they had landed, and and then the tragedy had happened, and at downtown, and there was never never the lunch, and so at some point when the when they came brought the body from Parkland, and there's a lot of you know uh, drama about around all that, of course, but but ultimately. There was a photograph that um, the folks at um, the Sixth Floor Museum had in their archives indicating uh, because the photographer had caught a piece of the building where he was standing, we could do the, the math and the geometry and figure out exactly where the plane was. And then within the plane, I think, which is preserved at Akron and Ohio at a museum, airport museum, we were able to determine, you know, fairly precisely the location of where LBJ was sworn in as, you know, the next president of the United States following um, uh, the, the death of John F. Kennedy. And so we have, have preserved that moment and place of the transition of power at Love Field. And now that's it's it's there on the tarmac with a um, with a marker and there's a window that they reposition to. Uh, you can see it's right before you go into sort of the TSA or when you're leaving, uh, there, there's a area there as you head to the parking garage where you can look out and, and see where this uh, transition took place. And as we're going through the transition from what, from, uh, president Trump to what appears to be a president elect Biden, that sort of it's, 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 uh, reminds us all of, of the, the importance of a transition of power and then a peaceful transition of power in our country. You know, I want to follow along on that line, Chairman, uh, you know, because the, the project, uh, the working title for the project is Transition from Tragedy. And um, fortunately, we haven't had any, any incidents like what we had in November 1963. But, you know, why is the peaceful transition uh, so critical um, every every country hasn't had that experience uh, as it relates to transition. So why is it so so important, critical? Well, obviously, you know we don't we don't um, people we don't have dictators. We don't have people that use the military to keep themselves in power, and the people ultimately make that decision. And then uh, our leaders, you know, then it's it's their responsibility to uh, to to exit. And it's always a great scene um, at when you see the moving vans at the at the at the White House on on you know the split screen, and then the people up at the Capitol for the inaugural uh, ceremonies. And the combination of uh, when we do have a change in in our office of the president, that that's done in a peaceful way. And and um, while while we didn't have the normal transition following the assassination in 1963. Yeah, in fact, it was only it was the it was the only it's um, uh, inauguration, so to speak. Um, only president who was sworn in west of the Mississippi, and only only like the three locations outside of the the nation's capital at the time where a president's been sworn in. And uh, so it's important for us to memorialize that. But it's it's obviously even more important that 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 that, that transition is peaceful and it occurs. And uh, it's something that, you know, I think we should be mindful of every four or eight years when, when we do have a new president, that uh, this is a, a hallmark of our uh, republic and our representative democracy. Well, Mr. Chairman, I know I could, uh, you know, we, we could talk <laughs> for a long time about this. It's one of the, my most 
uh, you know, one of my most favorite memories of working for you and just your, your vision to preserve that spot. I did want to give our listeners an opportunity to find you or follow you on social media. So where, where can they go to find you? Well, I'm, I think I'm on Facebook and, and uh, still on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's uh, Texans for Dan Branch, or you can look at just under Dan Branch or at, at Dan Branch. Um, and so I'd be, be happy for uh, people that want to uh, hit a like or follow. That, that'd be a um, – I think we're still – Ryan, we're still somewhere around – 13,000 plus folks on Twitter and uh, maybe 90 over over 90,000 on uh, on on our, our Facebook page so um, well yeah that's great I, I did see we're still getting the uh, at Texans for Dan chapstick is the best tweets uh, <laughs> every now and then so now I just gotta say Sean that Ryan's Ryan coming up with a uh, a, a logo a campaign logoed uh, a chapstick with with his uh, patented uh, flavor was, was the, <laughs> the was, clear, was clearly the the uh, the most uh, in demand item of our campaign swag over over our uh, uh, twelve years in office. And, and what was the flavor, Ryan? What, you, you have not shared this. It was it was uh, it was like a tropical pina colada smelling flavor, which. <laughs> I think one day I was I was sitting there smelling all the samples I'd gotten from the vendor, and and, and the chairman came around the corner and kind of looked at me like I was crazy. But uh, you know, mad scientist Trimble figured it out, and we uh, that was a win for us. So King of Swag is what we call him around here, Chairman. As you can imagine, he was he was, and you know that while the chip clips have still have longevity, and we've had we had uh, let's see flashlights and keychain flashlights, we. <laughs> We we had all kinds of really interesting stuff that, that you get your name ID out there and have people think of you. Uh, the chapstick, I I said oh, I'm not really a big chapstick guy. I'm not sure that'll ever work. And it was it was of course a, a massive hit. We still have people calling us uh, asking for it. Tens of thousands of chapstick <laughs> later. Yeah, man. Well, Mr. Chairman, we certainly appreciate your time and. Uh, Thank you for your leadership and your vision on the Love Field Project and your, your service to our state. And uh, look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Thank okay. you, Sean. Absolutely. back deconstructing dallas ryan trimble sean williams sean always great to visit with mr branch chairman branch uh he, he was a he, he was a good friend and, and a great mentor to me and and uh enjoyed my time with him and and thank you for listening to me talk your ear off about the project but uh it's really cool that it's commemorated now yeah i think it, it is a very important piece of history not just Dallas history, but American history. And so, uh, you know, kudos to you and the work that you did to make sure that that happened. And I think the more 
that we can spread the word about this. The more people get to see it, uh, the more people will learn about what happened on that day, the days that followed, and uh, and also the life of uh, of President Kennedy. Um, you know, Ryan, we are headed into the holiday season. Thanksgiving is upon us, and um, I, I know I've been getting a lot of messages, and we just want to reiterate here that uh, we all need to to just be as safe as possible going into this holiday season and going into Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure, Sean. You know, peaceful transitions of presidential power, that's, that's an important part of the American experience. But uh, you know, looking out for your fellow Americans and, and your family—that that's that's a real critical part of of uh, being a good, good, uh, responsible citizen. So, please, everybody, we gotta we gotta stomp this thing out. Wear your masks. Uh, you know, try to. Do, it looks like it's going to be seventy-five next week. Maybe if you're going to do, you know, a family gathering, do it outside. Wear your masks still. But uh, you know, we, we definitely encourage you to uh, pitch in, do your part, and look out for one another. Yeah, we will be doing that. We're going to definitely um, stay safe, not going to be traveling. Um, and, you know, we just encourage everybody again to follow all protocols and because uh, we want to make sure we have all of our listeners here. We don't want anyone to have to take off and, and, and not be able to listen one week because they're out sick or anything like that. So even for selfish reasons, yeah. uh, to make sure that you're able to log in to Deconstructing Dallas you know, do your part, wash your hands, wear your mask, uh, wear your mask, and then wear your mask. Yeah. What, one guy I know, Sean, I, I forgot to mention, we have one new listener, uh, my neighbor, Michael Rossi. He's going to be at home. He just had oral surgery. So he will be uh, definitely staying home, staying safe. But, uh, you know, your mom, my mom, and Michael. So we're up to three listeners, and we certainly appreciate uh, everybody that listens, all three of you. Yeah, so we, we need to build on that. So I, I will take it upon myself to go out and look for a fourth listener so that <laughs> we can, can bump up our numbers build and report that. Yeah. I think that'll be great. Well, uh, we had a great conversation with Chairman Branch. I want to thank him for taking some time out to tell some stories uh, and really educate us on uh, this peaceful transition of power that happened here. So thank you to Chairman Branch. We want to thank uh, our bosses, Mary Woodley, Jennifer Pascal, for allowing us to do this show. Thanks to all of our colleagues, especially thanks to Samantha Matthews, who helps us out uh, with the production of this. Thanks to Michael Zabala and MZ Studios, who are uh, really killing the game when it comes to the technical producing of this show. So we, we thank you for that. And thanks to each and every one of our listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you. Obviously, we appreciate our moms and we appreciate Michael Rossi, but we appreciate each and every one of you. So we will just ask that you would share this podcast with your friends, with your family, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcast or Spotify. Um, leave us a review. Uh, give us a like. Give us five stars and share this podcast with your family and friends. Uh, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. He is rtremble15, rtremble15. I am Sean P. Williams on Instagram and Twitter. We have another exciting episode coming back. We're into a groove, and so we'll probably have uh, maybe one more before the holiday or one more right on the other side. Who can know? I don't. But what I do know is that we will be back, and we appreciate you so for 
Ryan Trimble. This is Sean Williams, Deconstructing Dallas. Adios. Adios.